0: to Game Till Five. My name is Steph and I'm always deaf after our intro. And I'm joined by Nikki, who is probably also deaf.
1: Hello. (laughs) Only slightly. Yeah,
0: well that's okay. I don't know why I've not turned it down by now. It does it every single time and the listeners probably hate us. But I'm carrying on. It perks Mm. you up. Gets you hype. It does. Super hype. For today is the episode of hype. But we'll be on to that later. Because I'm sure that we have things to discuss. We
1: do. It's been a whole year since we last spoke. When I say a whole year, I meant last year because I'm still confused about what year we're in.
0: It feels like a really long time ago when you say last year, but it was actually only a couple weeks. Yes. Mm. (laughs) That's that's how time works. (laughs) We're not doing very
1: well. Maybe 2020 is not going to be our year.
0: Yeah, that's always the thing for the first, like, month. When anything any goes wrong at all, it's always... 2020 is not going to be my year. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's... I can easily say that I've been sick for the whole of 2020 so far, pretty much. So um, it's been going well. I apologise, I probably sound disgusting right now because I'm sick, and uh, but I refuse to to not come on and record because I need to get my shit together. So if I have to, like... Die and cough a bit at one point. I apologise. I also realised I made a fatal error because I've got a box of tissues and I've also lit two candles because I want it to smell nice and even though I can't smell anything. Um, <laughs> but I didn't realise the fact that how flammable this situation might be. Yeah. With like flying tissues and f- open flames. So if at one point you hear me scream,
0: sorry. That's what it is. You're on fire. To be fair, <laughs> it's always like when people are like, you cannot leave candles unattended. And you're like, what is it going to do? And then you kind of relive this... Uh, almost like Final Destination style scenario where one thing falls off of something else and it causes something else to happen and then something else happens and then something really flammable like a tissue lands upon the candle and sets fire and then that thing jumps out of the candle holder and into all of the flammable things in your house even though they're in totally different rooms you made that sound so dramatic
1: <laughs> but I loved it that's what I picture to when I leave candles unattended <laughs> I'm attending this candle. I just don't think it's going to be safe, but mm-hmm. it's fine. I'm living dangerously.
0: <laughs> That's good. Well, I hope you make it to the end of the episode. I'll be very me sad too. if I lose you in 2020. That will definitely not be our year. <laughs> no.
1: Anyway, we should get back on track. <laughs> we should. We always do this. Um, while we're here, we may as well go into Nikki's news. Yes. I know everyone loves it. Me included.
0: It's Nikki's news
1: time. So I have a like a news card reader that I was going to start with. Wow. And my first one was actually going to say that it's New Year 2020, but we all know this. We've covered this. This is old this. news. It's not good news, but, you know, I wanted to say it anyway. Uh, most of which we've already sort of updated on. I was going to mention our boat adventure, go to our Instagram, follow us on Instagram. We need some love. Um, another bit of news that I wanted to say as well is I failed at getting our Patreon up over Christmas because I had... Just busyness and illness and stuff. But that is going to be coming very soon. Technically, the Patreon is already up and going. But there's no episode or any content on there. So you can grab a look at it if you want. And give us money if you want. Um, but there won't be anything coming out of it yet. So, But we're working on getting episodes out. So that will be coming in the near future. Um, since we last spoke, we moved closer to each other. We as did. As you all know. Um, we've met up a couple of times. We've played some Overcooked. We'll be meeting up a lot more in the future, but, you know, Christmas is busy, and as much as we want to, like, ditch family stuff and other people for each other, we can't, because it's shunned upon. <laughs> but, uh, other news, i got a Switch. Nikki's news is basically news about my life, by the way, if you hadn't gathered by now. <laughs>
0: it's nothing to do with the podcast. So, yeah,
1: i got a Switch. So in the future, <laughs> in the future, I'll be talking more about Switch games, because I have one now, so that's awesome. Um, we also wanted to give a bit of news on the fact that we're going on a podcasting, which we're really excited about. Yes. We're going on games and groceries with Adam and Liz. We're going to talk about things like how anticipation can hurt a game and how, like, hype levels, you know, kind of impacts a game's sort of release and and everything and how how it's all sort of received. So that'll be really fun. We're looking forward to that. That'll be pre-coming in, in the near future. So, yeah, it's gonna be yeah. good. Yeah. So that's all of our news. We don't, we don't have much considering it's been a whole year, but. Um, that that's
0: it sometimes things just don't happen
1: yeah and i often feel like i have a lot of pressure upon me to give good news because it's nikki's news <laughs> it's got my name on it but
0: you know it's not proper news if you haven't got some bad news in there
1: yeah uh no bad news in there it's just personal pretty standard it's a personal adventure of nikki yeah we all need it we all we all do especially yeah. me anyway
0: on with the episode yes yeah. <laughs> Why, why are we here? Um, we are here because we're going to do a topical thing, which I don't think we've ever done before, and talk about our anticipation for the new games coming out this year.
1: Yes. So I'm looking forward to this because we've never spoken about games that haven't actually come out yet, but that's what we're going to do. And it's different, and I like it.
0: Yeah. We like to mix it up every so often. Yeah. And there's definitely a lot of good shit coming out in 2020, so... There is. Um, because I think there's a lot of good shit, and I think there's a lot of good stuff that me and Nikki will both be on the hype train for, um, we're going to introduce you to our friend Beadle. If you have not listened to us before, I don't know what Nikki's list is, and she doesn't know what my list is. So sometimes we have crossovers. And if there is a crossover, you will hear this gentleman. Oh! and Sounded like you said fuck at the end there. <laughs> Nobody else had that. It's because he still says thank you, and I haven't cropped that out i like that he said it just right
1: at the beginning there, so it does sound like he was just like thank
0: you fuck (laughs) oh i wish he did i might re-record it in my beetle voice and maybe just make him say (laughs) fuck it would be good Hmm. um so yeah
1: yeah who is going first i think it's you well we haven't done the other intro yet so i was
0: gonna do that now oh okay um i can go first i guess i've not been first in a while all right and as nikki so wonderfully introduced Here is our intro. What are you buying? How about a game of lucky hit?
1: A three headed monkey. Let's go. So, my
0: number five.
1: For a game that i'm looking forward to that's going to come out in 2020 is a game called tell
0: me why do you know what this tell is tell me why no i've not heard of this I'm well i'll sorry. tell you
1: why sorry i was waiting <laughs> on that for a while <laughs> um
0: you've been sat on that all
1: day haven't you yeah yes um, so it is a upcoming adventure game from Don't Nod Entertainment and published by Xbox Game Studios. So Don't Nod is Life is Strange, basically. Yeah. Made okay. That. So um, they are making a game that's going to come out in mid-2020, and it's going to span across three episodes, as in typical Don't Nod style, mm-hmm. uh, for Microsoft Windows and Xbox One. So... You can kind of expect with any kind of Life is Strange styled game the, what it's going to be like. And the story is obviously going to be really, really narrative heavy, um, which is really good because that's what I'm into. And since finishing Life is Strange 2, I, I need more of it. Yeah. And I'm excited for them to be doing more stuff as well. So I will give a bit of a synopsis around the game. So it's centered on twins Allison and Tyler, who travel back to their childhood home in Alaska. It's very some very deep shit going on. Because they must come to terms with the event from their childhood, Ooh. particularly Tyler, as he has transitioned to male since then. Yeah. So I think that's quite an interesting element as well, mm. because apparently it is the first game where they have had the, like a transgender playable character from any major studio, or even minor studio, I'm not sure. Um, so that's really interesting. But basically, it looks like some traumatic shit happened when they were younger, and it sort of shows how their childhood sort of situation influenced Tyler's development and effects on their mother um and so yeah with all sort of life is strange stuff there's probably some dark shit going on as per usual maybe some supernatural stuff who knows i don't know i'm not can't confirm that um but yeah you kind of get to revisit the home you experience separate visions and memories of what happened to them so i think each twin has different recollections of what happened and then you make decisions on like what ones you believe i think which Mm. is a bit strange but i guess childhood memories are a bit fractured yeah. And then that impacts the game's outcomes, really. So it just, it looks like something really different. I love anything from Don't Nod. And yeah, it's, it's got quite an interesting premise to it as well. It looks good.
0: It sounds really cool, especially the the memory side of things. Like you said, there's a very interesting mechanic. And I guess it does reflect on how you see memories. Like, because you can't ever be sure it is a lot of... I choose to believe that it happened this way. So it's very interesting that they're going to base a game on that. And like you said, also, because they're just a really cool studio for doing stories and stuff like that. Um, it should be a good one in the fields,
1: Yeah. It's just it's just one of those things where I'm just interested in what, in what it is and, and how it sort of goes and, and anything that narrative heavy, I'm just into. Yeah. Um, and I really like the representation they're doing as well. And um, apparently they did, they did work with an LGBTQ plus community um, organisation called GLAD to make sure that the represent- representation was all done sort of authentically and everything. Yeah. Um, and my only fact I have for this is that they hired a transgender man to voice Tyler as well so I think that was good. Nice, yeah. I think it's just a good round game that I've not played.
0: But, but you will to play when it comes but out. But will. Yes. Is it coming out so it's just this year? Do you, is, does it have a date yet or is it just no, this year confirmed? mid
1: 2020 which okay. I assume is like summer? Yeah,
0: like Q2 I guess. Yeah, yeah I'll be around there very cool yeah. so
1: it's a bit of a different one yeah I i'd swing in there i like it it's a good good start to our list yeah no facts apart from the other one just because it's hard to get facts for games that haven't come out yet but i it have is. got a few facts signed up with some other games that i've got on my list just because they're just more information um i think it's one was only kind of teased not long ago so
0: yeah well i'm excited to to hear more about that and facts later on yes cool And so my number five is called 12 Minutes. Have you seen or heard this one? I have not. So this is a game that is an interactive, uh, like, adventure game. And it's a thriller about a man who's stuck in a time loop. Uh, It's developed by a man named Luis Antonio. And it's going to be published by Anna Pura, who also did, like, What Remains of Edith Finch, Outer Worlds, Florence, literally all the big indie games that have come out, that have been really good, uh, gone home, all of them, they're the kind of publisher for it. Uh, This guy, he hasn't done anything um, where he's actually been the main kind of person from it. Um, But he was like the lead, I think he was the art director in For The Witness. Um, But it seems really cool. So it's, you're kind of looking top down. If you watch a trailer, there's a trailer and stuff out for it. Um, And if you can watch the trailer, I would do, because it just builds up like exactly what I think this game is going to be about um, and like lots of tension and things like that. But you're kind of looking down on this room uh, and of what seems to be a romantic evening between you and your wife, um, but then a police detective like breaks down your door and accuses your wife of murder and beats you to death. Um, oh and gosh. then you're immediately returned to the exact moment before you opened the door. like, And you've basically got to relive... The same twelve minutes over and over and over until you can kind of change the outcome and break the loop. Essentially, that's
1: really cool, and I'm really interested in that kind of like style. I kinda of, like it. It sounds almost like how has this sort of never been a thing
0: before? Yeah, it's that's like really clever, heavily, like heavily Groundhog Day influenced and stuff like that, um, but in quite like a dark and really intense way. Um, like I said, will I guess for these. Um, for this, when this comes out, we're gonna to have to post a bunch of um, trailers and stuff on our Twitter so you guys can have a look at what yeah. we're talking about. Cause quite a lot of these things, I think are things that people can miss sometimes and they seem like really interesting games. So we'll do that. Um, yeah. Again, like you said, I don't really have much to say on it because I've not played it, but it looks very cool. Um, my, I did find some facts for this, which was cool um, in like a little thing. So originally it was just him making the game. Uh, and since then, I think he's brought on a team of five people um, and they've taken like a really big inspiration, um, from lots of movies and stuff like that. So I've mentioned Groundhog Day, but they've also said that it combines like dreamlike tensions of things like The Shining, Rear Window, and Memento are like three big movies. Yeah, so I mean, I was going to use... say,
1: there was that movie on a train with Jake Gyllenhaal. Was that Momentum? I don't know. But if oh not, no. That one's similar. I think
0: that was like Source Code? I wanna say Maybe. A But there rate. was
1: a, there was a movie with Jake like, Gyllenhaal on a train and he had to get like revisiting it. Anyway, oh. I was also gonna say it also reminds me of Majora's Mask a little bit.
0: Yeah, I guess that's kind of similar because it's got that dark undertone and stuff. Memento. Was, Doom. Yeah. Memento is the movie um that's about the guy who has to like he's lost in time and he's writing notes all over his body. Hmm. But he found basically found Cubic really inspiring. Um, even to the point where the lobby area around the apartment that you're viewing um, has the iconic carpet pattern from The Shining in it. Um, they've reused that, so that was quite cool. That was my fact. I misheard you then. I thought you said that he found q really inspiring. Oh, Kubrick. <laughs> Two very different things. Hmm. I'm really inspired by Q-Bert and his weird squidgy mouth. <laughs> carpet. Carpet everywhere. His
1: floppy little orange nose just... Just inspires me. Tenfold.
0: I need to jump on some weirdly shaped cubes. <laughs> that's what this game's going to be now. It seems like this really intense thriller, but then suddenly it's a weird cubit rip-off. And who knows? Turns out he is cubit Whoa. My mind yep. is blown. I want to play this game even more now. Uh, you yeah, so made that's... this game better. That's... You're welcome, <laughs> developer man. Yeah, you thought you had this really cool... Changing game, we've made it tenfold by adding Cubert. But
1: you also can't sell our idea now,
0: because that would be. Everyone can hear us; they'd know that you'd be stealing it. Yeah. Also, I don't think you can get Cubert to do anything. He doesn't
1: actually exist.
0: I don't know. He could do.
1: <laughs> but anyway, we've gone on a Cubert tangent. Who expected that?
0: <laughs> Not me for 2020. <laughs>
1: Anyway, did you Uh, have any more facts?
0: No, that was everything. That was everything for 12 minutes. Nice. I liked it.
1: I'm interested in that. I will actually look into that. This is good because these games haven't come out yet, so I'm not behind the times like I normally am. I
0: know.
1: Like, yes, I'll look into that game from 2015. I won't. See,
0: this was one thing I thought about when I was doing (laughs) this, was I'm like, all I'm doing is adding things to my backlog that I won't play this year, but I'm just really excited for them to come out this year.
1: You never know, though. The hype might get you. And you might actually play them. And fuck the backlog. Fuck all those other guys. Just, yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen in 2020. 2020 Maybe could be your knows. year. Maybe. I will complete my backlog. I'm already doing pretty well. Anyway, tangent. Mm. Um, what's your number four? My number four is Dying Light 2. Oh, very cool. Did you ever get into the Dying Light game?
0: I've never played a Dying Light game. Um, I yeah. had, there's no particular reason why I haven't, other than probably my fear of zombies. But it looks oh, really yeah, fun. that's true. Um... I've just never gotten around to playing one. Well, the first Dying Light was excellent. I really enjoyed it. Uh,
1: It was kind of a lot different to any other thing that I've encountered before in regards to zombie games. Um, And that's why I'm looking forward to the second one. So it is developed by Techland and published by Square Enix. Uh, It's going to be released in spring 2020 and is obviously a sequel to Dying Light. Um, I'll give a bit of a background to it. Just in case you haven't ever played the first one, yeah. Uh, anyone out there? So it's an open world, first person zombie apocalyptic themed uh, game. Basically, it takes place fifteen years after the first one, which was also <laughs> a big zombie apocalypse themed surprise, actual playing game. Um, and you're a different protagonist. Prata- oh my god, who's a protagonist? Protagonist named. <laughs> you said protagonist. Yep words um you're aiden this time aiden caldwell you are equipped with various parkour skills just like the other guy you say i can't remember from the first one it's very heavily convenient parkour. a lot of jumping a lot of cool jumping <laughs> cool jumping um i wish that i was that skilled in a real zombie apocalypse in jumping but, oh yeah yeah like parkour like obviously yeah. like that's one thing that you want. I mean, when the real zombie apocalypse happens here, like, I'm just going to be screwed. I'll be like, well, I can't jump up that wall. Better
0: die. <laughs> it's true, actually. Although my yeah. plan is just to get to a boat, but that's a conversation for another time. It is.
1: Um, he can also utilise superhuman skills due to the infection, so I imagine he must be, like, half infected, Ooh. which is gross. Uh, new zombies have also been added, imagine. just like the first game. Uh, and just like the first game as well, they... Uh, there's worse zombies at night. This was the scariest thing about the first game, is how the zombies, like... You almost got, like, ultra, super, mega, horrible zombies at night time compared to normal daylight zombies. But apparently in this one, the zombies are, like, really slow when exposed to sunlight, but are worse at night. So that's kind of the same, but more extreme, Mm. which is great. Love it. (laughs) Love those nighttime zombies. So... (laughs) In... In the game, um, there's also this new element, which is really cool, which I've been looking up a bit, which is you have different factions and settlements this time around, uh, and so you can make different decisions to basically change the state of the game's world and how the non-playable characters view you, which is really cool. Mm, and there's yeah. a lot of consequences as well, so if you're going to fuck people over, then they'll remember it.
0: Oh, it's one of those.
1: Yeah. um, I won't sort of speak too much about, obviously, the previous game's not, just because it doesn't matter. I think it's still set in the same place, which was potentially like an eastern european country i can't remember uh, it doesn't matter <laughs> how long ago matter. did you play this game uh it was out quite a while ago 2015
0: oh wow yeah it's quite
1: novel um i have played it on and off like since then but i can't, mm. I can't remember where it is it's just a zombie land yeah that's fair that's all you need to know it doesn't matter when there's no actual like human civilization going on anymore it's just a place yeah a place fair. for zombies um It's a fact, but not really a fact, is that apparently the first voice you hear in Dying Light 2's E3 gameplay trailer is that of Chris Avalone or Chris Avellone, is it? I don't Mm. know if you know this man. I don't know. But um, if he sounds familiar, then it's because of Kotor 2, Pillars of Eternity, and Fallout New Vegas, just to name a few. He's basically like a lead writer um, or designer on a lot of very popular RPGs. Very cool. That's one thing that everyone's kind of freaking out about is the fact that they're like, oh my god, this like new this RPG god is basically helping with this game, which means there's probably a lot more RPG elements than there were before.
0: Mm. Um,
1: and they're just I guess he's just really talented, so everyone's just freaking out about it. So all in all, looks like a good game.
0: Yeah. It sounds good and I have to say I think I watched a trailer for it recently. I don't know what I was doing. I just found one and I was like, Oh, I'll check this one out. Um and it did seem like it would have gone more in the like you said, with the people and how you treat them and decisions and stuff like that, so it feels a bit more RPG. So they're kind of expanding, expanding it. Um, and I like the parkour thing. I really liked Mirror's Edge. So yeah, I think um, I think
1: you would have enjoyed Dying Light. Mm. Um, I mean, I've got it if you want to borrow it. Um, yeah, but basically, like it's almost a bit more like a serious Dead Rising. Like it's a, it's a, yeah, a really good zombie game that has a lot of serious elements, a lot of like crafting and a lot of exploration, and it felt like a r- actual real zombie apocalypse as opposed to some. Kind Of jokey ones, but but also so different to Resident Evil because Resident Evil is quite linear, mm. and there's always this kind of thing about Resident Evil where it's not really open world. So, to have like a really good open world zombie game, I think they just nailed it. So, I'm assuming that this one would be pretty damn good.
0: Yeah, that sounds very cool. Also,
1: one more thing to add just to you is that in Dying Light 2, there is a, like a multiplayer aspect to it, so I played a lot of it online with other people where you can basically go around as a team and just kill zombies. So maybe there'll be something like this for this one. Oh, nice I if you do yeah. get it and we can come get
0: over your fear of zombies. I mean if I we'll have a team. Yeah. If I have a team with me then um I think I'll be I think exactly. I'll do okay. Yeah.
1: We'll we'll take you through it. It'll be fine.
0: But yeah. I'm excited for Dying Night 2. Yeah, that sounds very cool. Um and like I said I have watched a trailer for it and it does seem cool. I just not got round to it. Yes. So uh that's my number four. Awesome. Um, is that my number four? Yes, I believe yes. it is. What is um, your number four? My number four uh, is called Eastwood. Um, or Eastwood. Uh, have you heard of this game? I knew you were going to call it loads of games. I'd never heard of. I even
1: <laughs> said it to someone. I was like, what's, it's just going to happen.
0: I promise you'll have two of them. Um, <laughs> so Eastwood is uh, due to be released sometime this year. Um for PC, uh, Mac and Nintendo Switch, which is cool. I did not realize it was coming out on Nintendo Switch until I was researching for this game. Um, It's developed by a developer who I don't know who's uh, from Shanghai called Pixpill, but it's published by Chucklefish. So it looks as you would expect a Chucklefish game to look and it's very beautifully detailed pixel art. They've kind of done some like really modern lighting techniques and stuff, apparently, and it just it makes it look amazing. Um, they've taken a lot of inspiration from like nineties Japanese animation and stuff, so it just looks fantastic. But essentially, it's a adventure RPG. It's a bit like uh, old Legends of Zelda and that kind of thing, and it's got puzzles and combat and stuff like that. Um, and basically, you play as two people. Are going on this little journey. Uh, one of them is a miner who discovers a mysterious girl named Sam deep underground in like a secret facility. Um, and then the, he kind of takes her and they go on this journey through this poker, the poke, poker, this Pokemon, <laughs> this Pokemon, a post apocalyptic world, um, finding like strange cities and people and creatures, and all the people look really like almost Ghibli or. I don't know, like, Wario-esque, you know, that kind of, like, strangely crafted people. It just looks great. Yeah. Um, again, it's a it's a game that is very visually striking. Um, I showed it to someone today at work, and they were like, yes, this is a game that I expect you to play. So it's very much like... <laughs> it does look like that. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Um, but it just seems really nice. I've been following it for a while on Steam, and just from my love of Chucklefish and the games, the type of games that they publish, this just seemed like another one that i would really enjoy and probably more because i'm more into like the adventure rpg kind of things it's very much like that um and it just got looks like it's got some cool mechanics and cool little speeches between people and um the story from what the reviews of when people have actually gotten hold of it and stuff like that have been really good so i'm very excited to play it i can confirm i also want to play this after having yeah. a look Yeah, I was really excited when I found out it was going to be on um, Switch because I think that's a really good platform for it. So I think I'm going to get it on that, even if it means I can't get it initially when it comes out. But I think it'll be good. It looks very good. It looks very, I know what you mean. It looks very Ghibli. Yeah, it's got that kind of, yeah, real... When they say it was inspired by, like, 90s Japanese animation, it very much mm. feels that way. Um, Accurate. The design of all the people and stuff like that and all the side art. Um, it just looks really cool. I think it's probably my one of my most visual ones that I, like, really want to play, mostly for visuals. But it does look like it has some good stuff as well. Like, I think... Um, some of the gameplay and stuff, it's mostly like, you know, you as a minor. I think you hit people with a frying pan. Um, but You also into do it. puzzles where you change places with... Because obviously you walk around as a pair the whole time. And I think you can kind of like split them and like control one and do one thing and control another one and do another thing or like split, you know. it's It's got some puzzle elements to it that seem fun. I don't really have any facts. I found one and that is that the developers... Uh, began life as a small three-man team, but have since made it up to about dozen people um, as work has progressed. But their company office is located within a busy Shanghai shopping mall, surrounded by furniture oh stores. And I was like, "I love it. Really, that's crazy." And I like it. Just it's not <laughs> somewhere I would expect a game studio to be ever. Normally, when you find them, they're out like in bookstores or they're in the center of, you know. Uh, cities and stuff in like typical high-rise office buildings but this one is in a uh, shopping mall which I loved I like it that was my good fact yeah it looks good that's definitely one that I will add to my future backlog yeah
1: definitely <laughs> um but I think like especially lately I've, I've been looking for games on Nintendo Switch and like if that is one that had been out now like I would have definitely got it um so I will try and remember in the future to get it
0: I'll try and remind you when it comes out because I'll probably get it as soon as it comes out yeah cool yeah, that's uh, my number four.
1: Cool. We are swooping through these. Oh.
0: so what happens when we actually haven't played the game.
1: I feel like when we get to the end, like well, not to the end, but like the top couple that maybe we'll be talking a little bit more. Yeah. Potentially. Maybe. Um, and there may even be a few crossovers, I think, mm, to be honest. Yeah, but, I think so. Hey, we'll address that when we get there. My number three, I don't think there's going to be any chance of a crossover here, is the Resident Evil 3
0: remake. There was not. But I knew it would be on your list, I have to say. Ah, okay. Um, So, obviously similar to the Resident Evil 2 remake,
1: which was a very big success. Um, They have decided to remake Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, which was originally released in 1999. Um, But as with the other one, it is like a full remake. It's not just like a remaster, which is good, because they did very well at the other one. I was really impressed. And now they've suddenly sort of released this new one. I just don't see how it can go really that wrong. Uh, So... Yeah, this one will follow Jill Valentine as she attempts to escape a zombie apocalypse while hunted by an intelligent bioweapon known as Nemesis. This is scheduled to come out, um, I think, on all platforms on April third, twenty twenty, which is pretty cool because that's not far off, really, I suppose. Um, and yeah, I, I think I'm just excited for this one because I haven't played Resident Evil three very much. It was one that I think I, like, I sort of missed when I was younger. I was, I really. Got into one and two, but three was one I think I did play, but I don't really have much memory of it. It might have only been like a fleeting playthrough or, or like my brother played it or something. Yeah. But so I'm excited to almost like play a new one with a story that I don't know as well. Yeah. Um, and it'll probably be a pretty simple story. There's zombies and shit goes down, but... I mean, normal, normal things, but you know what you're getting and it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give a little bit of a background to it just because like there's no spoilers or anything yeah. because it's been out since... 1999 so if you haven't uh, played it then it's your own fault so the game occurs i want to say 24 hours oh yeah it does it occurs 24 hours before resident evil 2 24 hours that doesn't make any sense i'm gonna skip past all of that um either way it's a prequel <laughs> i know that's confusing for everything i just said um
0: uh wait so do <laughs> you mean 24 so 24 hours before
1: well, this is what I mean. I copied my notes earlier and didn't really read them and then I was like, it says the game occurs 24 hours before Resident Evil 2. Yeah. is in the thick of the outbreak. So, Yeah, prequel. I knew it was a prequel but I didn't know it was like 24 hours so that just confused the shit out of me. You're
0: like, that's uh, not a time that for I... a
1: prequel. <laughs> I know, exactly. Um, but either way, we're going to ignore that. Yeah. Um, it follows Jill Valentine. She's the Star's officer from the first one so she was like rushing to get the fuck out of there um, but she also is really angry and it crazy at Umbrella because they're assholes and obviously done all these terrible experiments um, from the first one and she has the knowledge and she's seen it all and she's just like fuck this shit and she's like got on her skirt and her crop top she's like I'm gonna sort this shit out classic zombie um, fighting
0: equipment
1: yeah it's a Resident Evil game Yeah, pretty standard Um, but yeah so the game is being built in the RE engine which is the same driving force behind the Resident Evil 2 remake, and the 2017's uh, Biohazard, Resident Evil 7, which we've spoken about before as well. So it's just going to be in that engine, which is fine. It's a fine engine. It's all good.
0: Fine, um, fine engine. Sounds like you're <laughs> talking about a
1: steam train. <laughs> it's because I don't really know much about the actual making of games. So I'm just like, that's a fine engine, right? I don't know. It's, it's an engine. Do you know? engine... a good engine?
0: What was the engine again?
1: Seems good to me. The RE engine? Is it Resident Evil engine? Yeah, it's
0: their own engine. I mean, so Do you
1: think the RE stands for Resident <laughs> Evil? Unless it doesn't.
0: <laughs> My mind is blown. Maybe it's religious <laughs> education.
1: Maybe. Um, I do have a fact, and that is that this one includes an online multiplayer mode, mm. which is very exciting.
0: If you have any friends obviously... to play it with.
1: Yeah, I probably won't, because not really I know play Resident Evil. Um, it's called Resident Evil Resistance, which pits a team of four players against a
0: mastermind
1: who can create traps, enemies, and other hazards. Ooh. that remind you of anything?
0: I wonder. It uh, It's a bit Death by Daylight, which by Daylight, brought yeah. out the and work of all of the things with your friends, and you worked out who was the most psychotic.
1: Yes. Um. So, yeah, not like the most original plan. No. But it works. Like, yeah. it, it's a it's a good format and it worked a lot for them. And I think it's, it's quite fun. And you know, it could have a lot of different mechanics to the other ones. Yeah. So I guess it,
0: it sounds more do. like you're kind of like dungeon master and you're yeah. sending things out and like setting up traps and enemies and stuff rather than you chasing someone around. So it does sound different. Yeah, I guess you're maybe like the,
1: the mastermind is like someone from umbrella maybe. And they're like setting up all this shit for, someone in stars potentially. I, yeah. I don't really know like the ins and outs of it, I couldn't find that much more. Sounds cool um, though. But it sounds interesting. It's good to get more content. Yeah. Effectively. So, exactly. Yeah. So that is one that I'm excited for. I have another fact, but it's not really a fact. It was just more of an observation. Is that Carlos from this one looks very different to the original Carlos in the way that he has big hair and a beard. That is my note. Um <laughs> almost looks like a rugged noctis from final fantasy 15 yeah. compared to the person you looked like before which is kind of like a clean shaven boy band member oh
0: well yeah already when you say clean shaven and you're talking about a beard like with well, there's some differences yeah.
1: that is a fact
0: that is a quality <laughs> fact that i've got you'll get nowhere else that is a quality fact from nikki yeah
1: so I'm very excited for this as it's no surprise to anyone. I love Resident Evil and these remakes I'm really enjoying because uh, apparently I just like to live in the past when it comes to things like Resident Evil. Um, I say that, but obviously the new ones are getting good, so but I just I just think it can do no wrong, especially after Resident Evil two being being so good. It's just something that I'm definitely looking forward to. And I like to be able to know what I'm getting. Yeah. As well. I think
0: this is the thing. I think you you're quite safe with things like remakes and stuff, especially if they were favorite games before like it is like i shouldn't really be buying the same game that i've played or i own still from the original uh just because they've like re done the graphics but when they do it that much like in comparison it's just it's hard not to yeah and it's, it's good when they make an entire new game as well yeah um because that gives you
1: more reason to be like hey it's fine exactly it's fine. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll end up there at my number my number three. I like What's it. What's your number three?
0: So my number three uh, might be another one that you've not heard of again, so I apologise, but it is called Ooblets.
1: I have heard of this. I've seen it all over our Twitter. I'm assuming it's because you follow someone. Yes, it's because, <laughs> because I follow Yeah,
0: I follow the developers because it's a team of two um, people that make it a husband and wife. Um, and it looks like it's going to be like the cutest game of the year. So, it looks fantastic, yeah. Yeah um so ooblets it's also kind of probably my risky entry because it's not 100 it's going to come out this year but i'm really fingers crossed that they have and they've made some kind of teaser uh because they posted dev blog which is really nice that you can follow along uh if you have become interested and they said you know they they have a tentative secret date so i'm hoping it will be out this year but nonetheless i'm excited i'm going to talk about it um, it is a farming town life creature collection game. So kind of think Animal Crossing meets Pokemon meets Stardew Valley. All three are like some of my favorite games. Um, so you manage your farm, grow and train ooblets, explore lands and have dance-offs. Um, so <laughs> the game is essentially like if you could grow your own Pokemon in your garden and then instead of fighting, you battle by having dance-offs. <laughs> so good. It's really good. So it, I think initially they were planning to have it like actual fighting, like Pokemon where you had to move or something. And then they looked at it and they were just like, this isn't a fighting game. This is a game of love. This is a game of dancing. So they made everyone have dance-offs and it just seems all the better for it. Um, the art for it is amazingly beautiful and so cute. It hurts. Um, everything has this like almost tactile soft squishiness feeling like all the little ooblets as the pokemon style creatures are called have this kind of i don't know hilarious faces or squidginess or cuteness um they post like new pictures of them every so often and they're just like the weirdest but hilarious looking things i think it's going to be similar to like goose game where it's just one of those games where you go and play it and you're just giggling at stupid stuff or it's just really nice and you just get really into it it's like you get those feelings like we've said stardew and animal crossing and it's just that nice kind of feeling of i'm gonna really relax with this game it's not it's not gonna be hard I'm just gonna just gonna look at some cute stuff for a while yeah this is a 100 percent a game that i need in my life yeah right now i think so when is it out um so it's not got a proper date it's supposed to be this year sometime um and we're really hoping it does they've now got like a new studio and more people or like one one extra person on their team Um, So I think they're ramping up to be able to finish this year so I think I'm gonna say it's gonna be late this year, if it does come out this year, and then they'll kind of keep working on it. Because it is an indie game, like I said, it's made by two people. And like, particularly one person, one, um, the wife does like all the art for it, as well as all the programming and stuff like this. So just ridiculous levels of skill that They have, um, and my favorite thing about it is that the music that they've got is going to be done by a group called or a guy called Slime Girls, which you can listen to some of their music on like Spotify and stuff. And it's this really cool, like almost old game sounding music where it's really like 88 bitty and stuff like that. It's just really cool music, I really like it. So I'm very excited that that they're doing the music as well.
1: I've just had a Google of this just to sort of remind myself about, about what it looks like again, yeah. and um, I can see that apparently. The Ob- Ooblets dev developers received thousands of hateful, threatening messages and death threats Sh- over a decision to make it an Epic-exclusive game. Yeah. Which annoys me. If that was you, stop stop being an asshole. Well, stop doing that. Yeah,
0: so this was my fact, was that they were horribly abused this past year because they announced they were doing Epic. Um, and they posted a bit of a tongue-in-cheek message about it before they, like, why they made the decision. Because Epic were giving them money to pursue their dreams to make a better game for everybody, essentially. Um, and they weren't going to take a big cut and all this kind of like nice stuff, basically, that they were getting for doing it. And everyone lost their shit because they're stupid and can't <laughs> deal with like whatever it is that they have an issue with about it. Um, and this is a game of love, exactly. There's no, there's no room for that um, here. To be fair, I think it says on there that the fact that it was their um, it was their fans and their because I think they have a Patreon or a Kickstarter or something like that um to make it and apparently quite a lot of the most of the Patreon people were nothing but nice and stuff like that. And I think it says they gave them hate, but they said like, oh, everyone who actually wants the game and is giving money to the game didn't have an issue with it. It was literally just the internet got wind of it and turned mm-hmm. it in and there's this poor couple and they know. you know, just got like the worst time of it. Um there's lots of like stuff about it um around there and it's just typical internet being hateful bastards. So um yeah. That was my fact on it, but it's sad to end on a sad note because it's such a happy game. So go look at some Ooblets.
1: I am. I'm currently looking at some oublets right now because I need to to calm down. Yeah. Because it makes me angry. I don't like it when people start doing shit like that. Yeah. It makes me sad. Oublets are adorable. There's one that has a sailor hat on.
0: Yeah. You, I think you can already buy like t-shirts and merchandise from them, and I'm I need to buy a t-shirt because some of them are just like adorable. Is it Ooblets or oblets? I always say ooblets, but it could be oblets. I don't know; the game's it's not out ooblets. yet.
1: <laughs> Either way, it's adorable. They have little hairstyles. Um, go get it when it's out. Yeah, I will be. Yeah,
0: exactly. Go look. i do not meant to be yet. like
1: promoting these games, but at the same time, but we are. Um
0: oh, am. Yeah. <laughs> if, if anyone wants us <laughs> to do that for them, we will. No, you don't have to pay <laughs> us. Just, just give us the Happily. game. <laughs> um, so Yeah, yeah cool. that's my number three. It's not sweet. Happy little ooblets. Oblets. So
1: Obeliblets. we're on to my number two. Yes. Um sorry for my croaky voice, it's getting worse. Um my number two might be a crossover.
0: Oh, I'll prepare
1: the beadle. It might not be, but who knows. It's a uh, Last of Us Part Two.
0: It's not. I know I don't have it on my list because I only had two spaces left and it was getting intense. Um however it is in like my very honourable mentions as a very high up thing. Um Okay. So yeah. Well it's no surprise that it's in one of our lists. Um no. because we love Last of Us,
1: the first one, and we've spoken about it many times. So this one is set five years after the events of Last of Us, which was released in two thousand thirteen. Um the player, or you, control nineteen year old Ellie who has all grown up. Um she's come into contact with a mysterious cult in post apocalyptic United States. This will be released on May twenty ninth, twenty twenty. It was put back a bit. I think the, the original release was something like March mm. but or April, but yeah. They pushed it back a little bit, but I'm just I'm just so
0: excited. Yeah. It's, can't can't deal. It's gonna be very good and I think it's one of those safe to say it will probably live up to the hype just because of you know Naughty Dog track record really on writing and that kind of thing um yeah yeah I'm very very much excited for this game it looks it's fantastic.
1: just I think this is the problem a lot of mine a lot of my lists seem to be either sequels or remakes I must admit but it's just one of those things where I think it's just like when when you know what you're getting yeah. It, it helps a bit because you're like, well, I know I can definitely be excited for this because it's not going to disappoint me like many others have, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about in our, in our future podcast <laughs> guest spot in Games and Groceries um, about how the hype can kind of fuck you over a bit. Yeah. But um, I just thought I'd mention a few like changes in the game because obviously I don't, I don't want to know the story yet because I haven't played it. Um, but apparently you, as Ellie, you're able to reach higher vantage points by jumping and climbing um, as you're a bit more nimble. So, there's a bit more of flexibility with that. Um, you can also crawl in, like, crawl spaces to evade hostile enemies. So, there's a bit more of, like, a stealth aspect, I guess, because you're Ellie, because you're smaller and you're a bit able to kind of smoosh into little gaps and yeah. shit. Uh, there's also guard dogs, which is scary, Ooh, yeah. which they can actually track you and your scent, which... Creepy. Less good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm not quite sure how you're meant to, like, evade stuff like that, but... Yeah, um, another thing as well is that apparently the plans for the multiplayer were cancelled because obviously there was a multiplayer with the first one, Yeah. which I didn't play very much. I find it really difficult. I'm just not so good at fighting other people, real people. Um, but yeah, apparently the the resources were shifted to improve the scale of the game. So at the moment, though, I think there might actually be multiplayer in the future, but I'm not that heavily invested in that, to be fair, because that's not kind of what I come for. Yeah, but um, that's fair. obviously if they can make it really good, maybe I will be, but it's irrelevant right now. Um, I have just, I have a few facts. I don't really have much more to say about it, other than the trailers look really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend going and checking those out either way. Um, but yeah, the facts that I've got is that apparently Naughty Dog has stated that The Last of Us 2 was the longest game they have ever made. Wow. So that'd be fun. Yeah. I'm glad. Um, I don't mind if it's pretty long, no, because okay. with games like that, you don't really want it to be cut short. Yeah,
0: and you're so invested in the story, like... Yeah, mm. should be gone. And I assume that this will probably be the last one
1: ever. So if they're going to make it long, then... Yeah, keep it going. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah, apparently there is new enemies as well. And there's a new enemy called... Um, I think it's the Shambles. Ooh. Like, is it, no, Shambles. Shambles. Not French. I can't say it. <laughs> Shambleses. Shambles. I wrote it down there as Shambles by accident. <laughs> which just makes me think that, like, is a British term. Like, this is a Shambles. Um,
0: <laughs> just someone having a terrible
1: terrible time <laughs> <laughs> messing up a kitchen
0: what a shambles you're... this
1: is <laughs> you just walk in thinking you're gonna see a zombie and it's just a really angry jumbo J- Zom- oh my god what's happening <laughs> a really angry zombie just shouting about how everything is a shambles no a shambler
0: mm.
1: shamblers <laughs> <laughs> I, ha- I hate this enemy already so much i can't even say their name um apparently they they shoot clouds of burning acid though which is gross oh
0: gross yeah <laughs> that's not what you want
1: um so we don't like them i i really hope they change that name
0: yeah
1: just because
0: i would just for ease of yelling about them when you're like oh i hate those damn shambles (laughs) the shambles what are shambles (laughs) Shambles.
1: this is shamblers oh god knows um So, but apparently they're sort of there as well to make the ta- player be more tactical on how they approach enemies, because obviously, like, you don't just want to run in if there's going to be a-, a chambler throwing clouds <laughs> of acid in your face.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm probably not even right, right. I'm
0: probably not even got it right. <laughs> it's probably not even the
1: name, it's not even close. <laughs> it's because of correct. it's a shambles, that's why I stupid to on my phone. Yeah, blame the phone. Yeah. Um, I've just given away the fact that I put my notes on my phone, which is makes me seem really unprofessional.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't think they needed to know that to know that this was an unprofessional podcast.
1: <laughs>
0: That's true.
1: That's true. Um an interesting fact though in getting away from shambles is um that every human in the game will have a unique name so that when com- comrades die they might scream like the name of their comrade which is Ooh, really dark. That is dark. Yeah, I guess it's kind of cool. So like you know, if there's, like, a Bob you know, and their, like, comrade dies, they'll be like, no, Bob.
0: Bob. And you'll be like, oh, shit, I just called Bob. It's true, I actually. Him, but now I feel like, bad. God damn it. It'll, Bob's dead. It'll
1: give you a bit more of, like, a sense of what you're doing, maybe.
0: Yeah, that's probably a Which interesting... you should have. Yeah. Because you're killing people. It's true, actually. Trying to put some more moral, kind of, views into uh, video games. Not sure how much I appreciate it, but... I guess we'll see. Yeah. Time will tell. We might be distracted
1: by the chamblers that we won't even
0: notice. Yeah, who gives a shit about Bob when the shambler's around? <laughs> oh, I just realised that we're doing an episode
1: on games that haven't come out yet. We're going to already, like, ruin things for people. <laughs> so now people, if they're going to ever see a shambler, or whatever they're called, they're going to be like, oh, for fuck's sake, Stefanicki. Now I can't not say shambler." <laughs>
0: this has already done this for me like i'm fully planning just to yell no shambles like when i start <laughs> playing if i see one and anytime there's um, any like mention of one in a cutscene, someone's gonna say it and i'm just gonna giggle even if it's a really intense moment so yeah thanks good
1: i'm glad i hope that we insert ourselves into everyone's lives <laughs> out of context quote for everybody there so. <laughs> Uh, another fact is apparently I don't know how true this is, I know that on one of the special editions this is the case but I couldn't confirm that this is all over but the game is going to be on two discs Mm. what the fuck? Have we gone
0: back to 1998? (laughs) I don't know but I love it Apparently, we're running out of room again, that means I'm definitely going to have to buy that on disc and not download it because that's going to be a massive download
1: oh yeah that's true I just forgot about the fact that we can do that now (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, two discs so I quite like that. Mm. I haven't seen two discs, two disc games in such a long time, and it brings a me nostalgic emotions. Yeah,
0: I feel like you're getting a lot more. Cause you're like, oh, this yeah. game's going to take me forever. Uh,
1: another fact, which isn't really a fact, more of an observation, mm. um, is that we didn't see Joel for quite a while in the trailers, no, or the teasers, um, and I actually just watched the most recent one. Recent trailer, mm. which was the release date reveal trailer, because I actually hadn't seen that one. Oh, we not, um, and we actually do see Joel. Yes, you do. Because everyone was like, "Is Joel dead? Um, or is he alive?" And it's a cute little moment with Joel and Ellie. So he's pretty old.
0: Yeah, old looking.
1: Yeah, he does. He does look like he's getting on a bit. But though. he would be because
0: you know she still looks good. Yeah, <laughs> he still looks good. <laughs> he still looks like a
1: handsome man. He does. Um, and yeah i'm just excited for it i think a lot of people are
0: excited for it i think it's going to be game of the year i think, I think it's going to be yeah fantastic. i think i'll definitely be up there for sure it just seems really like they're kind of from already what we've seen with some of the story trailer and stuff like that and the way that they've done ellie grown up and her kind of attitude and what she's grown up to be like it's already seems interesting and they're going in some you know interesting directions and stuff like that so it'll be very cool yeah, I'm excited to see
1: what she's like growing up. I'm excited to see her relationship that she has, uh, which has been on many of the trailers, and see what her relationship is like with Joel. I know a lot of people have said that that they might have a bit of like a fragmented relationship, but I think mm. someone described it quite well. in which they said that well, she's sort of a teenager now, and I imagine that it would be like any kind of father daughter relationship at that time, where maybe like she tried to leave a bit more, and you know, I I think it's probably just quite a personal relationship like that but i think obviously was still gonna be close um apparently he is centered in quite heavily as well but yeah it's just i just want to see like how her new relationships are her relationship with joel just all that shit i'm excited yeah it seems like i great. just hit myself on the head with my face
0: i wonder what the hell that
1: was how did you even manage that i i don't know if anyone knows this i don't know if we're ever gonna record like in real time on cameras but i am quite flaily. <laughs> i flail a lot
0: when i speak mm. <laughs> I don't know why. It's, yeah, to be but, fair, it's hand gesturing. I do it. When I get really into yeah, but it, but like gesturing. Backfired on me then. <laughs> Maybe I'll stop. Maybe not so much on the phone. Put the phone down. Um, Yeah, I'm going to leave that as my number two.
1: It's a great fucking... I was going to say it's a great fucking game, but I haven't played it yet. Great fucking series It's going to be a great game. I know it. I'd bet money on it.
0: Yeah. I, I, I'm like. I with you. I think it's gonna really be great. And yeah, the only reason I didn't put it in my list was because what I just kind of assumed you'd have it, so.
1: Right, I can't wait any longer. What's your number two?
0: My number two, and I don't think this is gonna be a crossover. I'm kind of slightly more pumped that I don't think we're gonna have crossovers, actually. Uh, it is Ghost of Tsushima, or Tsushima. Aha, I know of this one. Aha, <laughs> finally, we found a game that you know. <laughs> um, I thought that this game was dead. There was a trailer that came out about 2017, And then there was some gameplay stuff like a year later at E3 2018. And then it seemed to disappear forever until very late last year um, at the Game Awards when it just randomly announced it was still alive and that it would be with us at some point in like Q2 slash three, So late this year, middle to late this year. Um, It's going to be on PS4 and it is a stealth action adventure game where you play as a samurai man uh, who is named... Jin Sakai. Uh, it looks like it's going to be like an open world game um, set on Toshima Island in 1274. Uh, and you're basically trying to look after the island uh, and fight off hordes of Mongolians, as you would have done as a samurai in that, in that time and era. Um, it just looks really good. It already looks like a very beautiful game. And I think that's kind of something that's going through my list as I'm doing it now, that it's... Um, the, the pretty games of this of this year. The game is currently being developed by a company called Sucker Punch. Um, the only thing they're known for is they've made the Sly Cooper and the Infamous series, so they've got pretty good track okay. records. The um, all of the games are kind of rated quite highly, um, and it just looks really fun. Um, it's you get a horse to ride, which is always a bonus in my book. I like a game with a horse for me to ride across the lands. Um, and you can fight people either quite stealthily, um, or you could just attack them with your katana, you know, what's not to, what's not to love about this game? It already sounds fun. Um, I think it would just be a good game to play, even if the story doesn't quite land. I don't know what the story is really going to be other than you're fighting Mongolians. Um, so yeah. Um, but I think what is fair to say is that the, um, the developers Sucker Punch seem to be caring a lot about this game um they've created like their own procedural weather system um which i thought was very cool uh cool. yeah i think so w- reading more into that they basically did it because they um they were very inspired um by filmmaker uh akira kurosawa who made the seven of samurais uh film and um other big famous Japanese movies um, and he basically in all his movies he has like a continuous motion in the background that's kind of one of his key features that he uses um, and so the guys um, at Sucker Punch wanted to kind of recreate that in this game and I didn't know this until I read this thing and then I went back and watched the trailer and you can see it so it's like if you're looking across the the open world, you can see like something burning, like way in the distance, and you can see boats in the harbor, just kind of like moving and people doing stuff. And apparently, you can just go to these things, like you can just travel wherever you want. It's very open, very y kind of thing, and just see what's what's happening. um And it just seems very much something that I am gonna really enjoy spending a lot of time in, um yeah, and stuff like that. It just seems like a very cool game.
1: Yeah, it looks good. I've had a little bit of a look into it. It's definitely something that. I'd consider,
0: yeah, I'd, adding to the backlog. Yeah, I'd say watch some trailers and stuff. Um, it looks very pretty and stuff like that. Like I said, um, yeah, I think it, it definitely seems like going to be a very interesting and fun game. And I'm it's one of those games I'm really excited to play. I think I'll really enjoy it. Um, facts: I have some facts. Um, so when I'm saying they really care about this game, they really do. They uh, they even sent a team member to Japan just to record the sounds of the wild from birds. To air in the trees And just bushes Like just get some sounds of Japan So that's what they did Which was very cool Um, They were at the time um, Looking at having alternative uh, Voice acting So that they would have full Japanese voice acting With English subtitles Even though they are I think they're an American developer But they wanted to make sure That they had proper representation For their characters And make sure everyone was kind of you know, it met, it matched up with what you were seeing, um, and they even the team also visited. I'm not going to say this right. Uh, Komodahama Shrine Festival uh, that commemorates the Folgers who fought the Mon- uh, Mongolians back in back in the day. In, You're in not Japan. in Japanese.
1: You should be able to pronounce that, right? I
0: know, right? Komodahama. I did it. It was fine. That's my <laughs> Japanese. Um, but yeah, so they even went to visit that shrine festival, um, and it just seemed very very cool um, that they really care about this game. So I think knowing that they care a lot about this game and making it feel like you're stepping back in time and going to this era of Japan means that it should should be a pretty fun one. Yeah, I think that's actually quite an interesting thing that I, definitely think that drew me in, which
1: is the fact that I just really like to see how they make it look at that point. Like just for the environmental design. Yeah. Um, I'm just really interested in that, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely watch some trailers because that's in there already. Yeah. Um, and it is just stunning. Awesome. Um, and I'll ask this before, but I don't think
1: you heard me. When is it out?
0: Um it again, again as all my things. It's sometime late uh this year. I think it's mid. I think they put it as quarter second quarter and third <laughs> quarter of this year. Oh good shit coming out in mid twenty twenty, that's no, for right. sure. Oh, well, I hope it comes out. I want it, yeah, should be
1: fine. Yeah. um cool. that's a good one. um, I think for our first one we've got a crossover.
0: you think so? I yeah, think I know what and... you've got, and I don't think uh you're gonna have what I've got. really?, mm-hmm. I will be shocked if you don't have
1: this. okay, because this is your number one, isn't it? This is our number ones now yeah, this is our number one. The number one is a final Fantasy seven remake it's not. How do you not have that in there? Who are you?
0: <laughs> so I'll explain my theory later. So you talk about this game. Okay. I'm so confused. Unless you thought that I was going to definitely pick it, so you didn't pick well, it. Well, I knew you were definitely going to pick it, but that isn't 100% why I didn't pick it. Okay. We'll get to this later. All right.
1: Um, It's no surprise that this is my number one, because I fucking love Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy Seven. So this remake has been going on for well the hype for it and everything is speculation god knows
0: how long I, I don't even know do you remember oh god it was an E3 it randomly ago? got announced and yeah I think a really long time ago
1: yeah but I think the wanting for it is why it feels like longer because everyone was always talking about how like they wanted it and yeah. it was kind of like speculated and, and everything that's been going on forever but yeah it's a remake of the 997 playstation game final fantasy 7 which i loved as a child um and they said that rather than cut content square enix plans to release the remake in episodic installments with the first scheduled for a worldwide release on march the 3rd 2020 which i I, i'm so like odds with the episodic thing Mm. because i get it I, i understand that they say that it's too big to just put in one game but I just worry Yeah, I worry for the episodic thing. I think
0: that's the thing. I think it depends on how, how truthfully they're sticking to that. Like if they have filled everything and this is a stupidly long game and we don't even get halfway mm. through and there's so much stuff that they've added, like little bits, you know, like you would expect in big open world games like today, then I think I'll be fine with it. But if it feels empty in any way or short, then it's going to be a bit like, this isn't cool. <laughs> You've spent ages on yeah. this thing. I really don't know, like, what it's going to be like, I think,
1: until we're there, until it's out. I just think it's going to be one of those things where I'm like, I will hold my judgment, and I will be open-minded, and we'll see. Because I think it's one of those things, if it's going to be like a really, for like a really short episode, I'll be pissed off. Yeah. But um, we'll see. I, I don't want to hold judgment. I don't like to assume. Um, I'll hope for the best. Yeah. I hope they do it well. Um. But yeah, like just to give sort of a general overview, you control Cloud Strife. Um, he's a former Shinra soldier who joins Avalanche, the eco terrorist group, as a mercenary to fight Shinra's corporation, who've been draining the la- the planet's life energy. For anyone that's not played the game, just a general overview. Obviously, it's a remake. We've spoken about this game quite a few times, and Cloud as well. Yeah, has taken up a lot. Of oh, the Cloud.
0: Instagram <laughs> model. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, we have an episode on Top 5 Final Fantasy characters, actually, if you want to go listen to that, if you haven't already. Um, but a bit more about sort of the hype of the remake. It was announced following years and years and years of rumours and fan requests. Um, and I think everyone was very happy, including myself, when it was actually fully announced. Um, and also that key staff members returned, including character designer Tetsuya Nomura as director and main character designer director Yoshinori Katase is producer and writer Kazushige nojima. I'm so happy that I said all that right, I think. Good job. I don't know why I, I even allowed myself to attempt that. Um apparently all three producers were reaching a stage in their life that they defined as that age. <laughs> Sorry, I just... Interesting. I love Yeah, that's a good term. That information. Um they all felt that if they waited much longer, that they might not be alive. <laughs> Oh wow! Or, or it would be too old to develop a remake, and passing the project onto a new generation did not feel right. Fair enough, guys. Yeah,
0: fair.
1: I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad they did because I think that it was only right for some of the original like main team to to have part in it because yeah. otherwise it would just feel a bit weird. I think.
0: Yeah, at least to be in there in some way.
1: Yeah, and to to sort of like okay a lot of it because. Yeah. Otherwise you'd be worried that someone will taint it and ruin it. Yeah,
0: exactly. Or just not understand why you made decisions that you made and
1: Yeah. yeah. The game is a full remake opposed to the pre-rendered environments of the original, which is cool. Um they did do a little oh, so like, there's remastered and there's remake. They did a remaster. Yeah. Which I have and haven't finished yet. Um where they just kind of make it Upscaled look a bit cutier. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um in regards to the differences between the old one and the new one, apparently exploration and battle mechanics have both take place in real time, like Final Fantasy 15. Mm -hmm. Um, So the fighting is going to be a little bit more exciting than the original. Um, And apparently the producer, Yoshinori Katase said that while the game has more real time elements, there will still be some strategic elements, such as selecting weapons and magic for each character to wield. And I think limit breaks, there's like limit break building and, and things like that. So I think they've taken elements of the old one, but kind of, made it new and yeah. I like Final Fantasy Fifteen battle style so
0: Yeah it worked.
1: That was fine with me. Mm-hmm. Um and I have to admit I I can't deal with um what do you call it in like the old Final Fantasies where it's like stopped and everyone has oh, a battle like, and then it resumes.
0: Yeah. Um is it quick time? No. N- what is it? No, it's um uh uh oh god why have we forgotten <laughs> this called? term? I literally said it earlier today and I was talking about it. Um with Terrible video game people. Yeah, that's it. Just can't remember.
1: The thing where, where time stands still and you can't
0: move. I think you've confused me because you've asked me in a weird way. Um That's the thing. Okay, we don't need the turn. <laughs> Who cares? Carry on. I described it well. Um
1: <laughs> so yeah, like it's a bit dated. Turn based nice to be turn based, that's the oh, one. god. Thank you. It's fine. We're tired. Twenty twenty. It's been a long year. <laughs> I'm sick. Um, yeah, so it's good. I think that, I think that leaving that in the past for now is, is fine because obviously a lot of the other Final Fantasies aren't doing that anymore, so it wouldn't make sense to do that. So, um, oh, another fact, which is good, Mm -hmm. good news. Um,
0: Good news, everyone.
1: I hope hope I'm saying his name right, which is Mm Yumatsu. Is that right? I think so. Um, he composed the original music for Final Fantasy VII, which was beautiful and amazing and I'll never hear... Anyone said that it's not. Um, he apparently wasn't originally announced a member of the team and everyone lost their shit. But later it was revealed that he is. Um, but apparently, originally, they thought that Yamatsu would refuse it. he had long since left Square Enix and found success as an independent composer. Go, yunobu But I'm so glad you've come back because yeah. Yeah. it would not be the same without you.
0: I'm also... That's one of the things I'm most excited about for this remake is having the like almost upscaled orchestral music versions of these because i listen to them all the time when i'm working that's just what i put on is soundtracks and i have all the orchestral versions and i feel like we're going to get that in this game and i'm just oh yeah it's gonna be so exciting so that's what i was going to ask you like cause i was thinking well they're surely obviously going to use the
1: original music but then at the same time are they just going to be doing it again i wasn't quite sure i have
0: a feeling what they will would have done is do what um they do like the money to them in just like basically record them properly with like an orchestra because you couldn't have proper yeah. music files on the old ones really they kind of had that's to be true, so much yeah, smaller true. so i have a feeling i'm hoping that's what they're doing that's kind of the music that's in the trailer so that's what i'm assuming they've it's done it's going to be beautiful either way yeah. and i'm oh i'm so excited <laughs> um another fact as well
1: is it seems that the japanese voice actors are the same from the original General Advent Children movie. Oh, very
0: cool. For the cool. game.
1: But not the English ones.
0: Well, that's okay, because I won't not, be listening to them anyway.
1: I was going to say, I'm not sad about that. Um, not that I didn't, not I'm saying that they were shit, the English actors from Advent Children, but I don't think that it was like memorable. Um, I wouldn't be like, oh, that person was like perfect for that character, because it was the first time we were ever hearing the voices for these characters that have no voice, effectively. Yeah. And so I don't think it really imprinted on anyone. And yeah. I'm I'm happy for them to redo that. Um apparently to according to Katase as well, he said that choosing a new generation of voices for the characters was part of the game's rebirth as a remake, which is fair enough. I don't I'm I'm pretty sure it says that Japanese ones are the same, but English obviously aren't, but um yeah. be wrong. I, they probably couldn't get everyone. I but... think I've
0: heard that as well, actually, that that fact. Yeah. Um I think my thing with it is because I'm so used to them not speaking, hearing them speak in a language that I can like properly understand is kind of off-putting because I'm so used to them having no voice. Whereas if they're in Japanese, like, because my Japanese is nowhere near good enough to, like, listen to the, all the audio and understand it, like, it won't feel like it's them speaking. So I'm still well, I'm hoping reading. You get the choice then. So I'm still reading <laughs> um, the, the text, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's my... I'm hope.
1: assuming you'll get a choice if you want to have it in Japanese or English. We will hope so. Um, because, obviously, they will still be casting the English people. Um... But it would just be different different people, yeah. Um, and I'm imagining, I'm hoping that probably they have a bigger budget. Maybe the more they did in *Advent children. I don't know. Um, but maybe it's because it's on a bigger scale. Scale. Maybe they'll try really, really hard to not get annoying voice actors. My fingers are very crossed because. I, I don't want someone to open their mouth and then we just be like, Oh god, I hate them.
0: I mean it's just I like personal <laughs> reference, <laughs> right? I don't want my characters ruined. Yeah. Like it's oh I know it's just I know. like I just like I just it. hope that
1: they do well. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I will probably have it on English and if I like the voice actors, the voice actors are good with the character, then I'll, I'll you know, I'll leave it on English. And if it's a choice, I'll turn it to Japanese if I really can't stand it. I, I want to be able to, to have it in English and experience it that way. Mm. Um but we'll just see how it goes. I'm sure they've nailed it. Yeah. I'm sure they will be good too. Hopefully. But, um, yeah, very excited for this game. It'll be, oh, I have no more words. Yeah. Just excited. It's cool. And, uh, and now we get to find out what your number one is and why you didn't have Final Fantasy 7 as your number one. Yeah, so
0: I'll talk about that first. Um, my thing with it is there is a lot of unknowns with it. I'm very, very excited for it. And it will be a game that I purchase on day of release or pre-owned and then get it ordered to myself. Um, So it's not like it's not one of my most anticipated games. I think it's because although there are going to be so many different things happening and I have a feeling as well, there's rumors about, you know, it being them slightly altering some of the story and even things like that. So you don't know exactly what you're getting, but I feel like I know what I'm getting with the remake. Um, So though I'm excited to play it, I'm not like as excited as i would be to play something that i have almost like no known thing Mm. for it it doesn't mean i'm going to enjoy it less it just means i'm not as anticipated for it because i kind of know what i'm getting i know i'm going to enjoy it yeah you can't be as disappointed maybe i don't know yeah
1: i feel like maybe because it's something that you love and it's something that's being rehashed there's greater level of disappointment maybe
0: i think it's more like i know i'll enjoy it so Like, unless they totally destroy it, I I will enjoy it. So it's kind of like, I'm not super excited over it, because I'm not nervous either way. I'm not excited to see what it's like, because I'm just like, I'll enjoy this game. I know I will. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no sort of 100% newness there. Yeah, I I think that's it. I think just because it's not going to be something totally unknown and new that I'm... Yeah. A lot of binar to admit, a lot of are actually remakes and sequels. <laughs> yeah, so this was what I was uh I was oh. I was thinking when I just finished my um my number four is that all of my games are new games. There's no sequels, there's no well, that's good thing. I'm glad one of us went that way. <laughs> I'm glad that we've got the uh, contrast. Um and so with that, yeah, my number one is uh can you can you guess what it is before I tell you? Oh god, no no no, not at all. Okay. Uh it's gonna be Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Oh, oh, why didn't I think about that? Such
1: an (laughs) idiot. I literally have that on my backups and I just forgot it existed. I think that's why I didn't pick it, because I know it's going to be a good
0: game. Yeah, it's just not on your radar.
1: Probably. But I just keep forgetting about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's... I'm sorry, Keanu. I love you, but... (laughs) Yeah, only for Keanu. ...forgettable to me. How dare you um it's probably one of the most (laughs) i love
1: keanu i don't know why i forgot it
0: (laughs) it's um it's probably one of the most anticipated games for most gamers this year i think you're either in one camp or the other you're either really excited for final fantasy or you're really excited for cyberpunk i happen to be excited for both um but i think this one just tops it just a little bit um just because it seems like something so new um and the bits that we've seen so far in trailers and gameplay and all this kind of thing have just looked incredible and i think from what they did with the witcher 3 and how they did it and just you know everything they put into that i think it's just destined to be a good game uh it could not be but who knows um if you haven't heard or seen this game i mean where have you been who has done this to you you need to go onto the internet more that's that's my speech. i agree yeah although i forgot it i still know well you're just a weirdo aren't you Um, (laughs) I forgot, I'm sorry. Forgot about Keanu. As we've said, Keanu Reeves is in it, uh, which is very exciting. And this was, again, if you've missed that, that was a big um, E3 thing that happened. But it was wonderful, because he appeared in his beautiful locks and manes, and he was just such a majestic lord. Um, Anyway, uh, there's a lot. (laughs) That took you back, didn't it? It did. Thinking of Keanu in majestic ways. Yeah. You had to sort of
1: sort yourself out there a little bit. I did,
0: I needed to take a moment and think about it (laughs) (laughs) there's there's a lot going on with this game um, that we should talk about it um so i'm just going to talk about basic stuff um it's being developed by cd project red who did the witcher it's going to be a role-playing game and it is due to be released this is the only one with a date by the way as well in april 16 2020 um it's going to be available for xbox one playstation 4 stadia whoever has stadia and pc um it is, uh, basically, it was a game that's adapted from Cyberpunk 2020 franchise, or Cyberpunk franchise, which is a tabletop role-playing game initially, um, by a man named Michael Pondsmith. Um, and you are, basically, the idea of the game from taken from that is that you're dropped into a really big open world, uh, it's like a dystopian night city, and you assume the role of a customizable mercenary named V. Uh, it's basically in first person's perspective, but you do get to decide what you look like. Um, there is a custom, like a character customization thing. Cause I think you do a lot of like um cutscenes and stuff where you see you, although I don't think I've read some reviews on the um, character customization. I think you can do a lot with like hair and tattoos and stuff like this, um, but you can't really do a lot of face tweaking, I guess, cause they've already pre-rendered all the, screenshots. There's probably not gonna be much you can okay. do. But the one well,
1: cool thing about it I guess there's something.
0: Well
1: there is something. I was gonna say I, I guess there's something is in like you can have the hair. Oh yeah. Yeah you can do bits of it. You may not have the face but
0: you can do the hair. <laughs> you can do whatever you want to the face and the hair but not don't just the face. Um it's uh but the one cool thing about it is that you can assume any gender that you want uh again mm-hmm. like we were talking about having transgender i think you can select to be transgendered um male or female and i think you can select your sexuality and all that kind of thing or asexual i have a feeling they've been very very open with that you know selection purpose so that everyone feels like they are included which is nice yeah they have like non-binary mm-hmm. characters yeah but options don't they yeah they've made sure which is nice um because they haven't been the best company at- doing that some weird tweets that have happened over the years from them but it's fine they're doing better now um there's um just a lot gonna be going on in this game uh there's quite a lot to explore and stuff going on and if it's anything like the witcher there's gonna be some really cool side quests and stuff that are like just as interesting and well written in there um one cool thing i read about it is there's no morality system normally in these kind of big open world games you have like Stuff that always, always feel based on moral decisions and then you get weighed on them. Apparently you don't have that. Um, you'll be approached differently and talked to differently because of your like reputation that you have. And probably things that you do affect that. But general, how moral you are is just apparently based up to you. You can be an ass or you can be lovely. Um, so lovely, in fact. I found out you can finish the game without ke- killing anyone. Even though it's basically a shooter. Okay,
1: interesting. I don't know how.
0: You probably have to be very good at like persuasion or something like that. Or running away. Yeah, or just running. <laughs> or hiding. Maybe. I'm not really sure. I actually have to say, I've tried to avoid watching too much. Um, as I do for like all games. Watching too much gameplay and stuff like that. Um, just because I don't want to overwatch and uh, over-watch. I uh, know yeah. like what I'm
1: getting. I'm the exact same. That's why we probably should stop doing future release games. Uh, episodes because yeah. I'm the exact same I don't like to watch too much I just like to get it yeah. I think like I don't like to be hyped too much because I don't want any spoilers or anything like that I just like to be like this is a game this is what it's about do you want it and then I'll just try it like I like to discover these things for myself which yeah is good but yeah.
0: Uh, yeah I'm the same I don't really pay too much attention to reviews and stuff like that it's like as long as I know what the gameplay is in some way like I know what I'm, kind of game I'm playing um then I'm happy to just try it most of the time Mm. um but yeah no it just looks very cool uh it's set in a very interesting world I think it looks really nice um and I really enjoyed the Witcher but I'm not like a huge old like medieval kind of fantasy person I don't like but this seems closer to more like sci-fi and that kind of futuristic stuff that I'm a little bit more drawn to so I think I'm gonna like this one probably even more um so yeah, it should just be really good. Um, I've got some facts. One of my facts we've already said, and that Keanu Reeves is in it, and plays a major role, so he will be in it quite a lot doing some stuff. Uh, I can't tell you what it is because I haven't looked at it properly, but he's in there being Keanu. So we don't need to know more than that. We just need to know Keanu Reeves is in it. Exactly. Um, there's some cameos. So the guy I mentioned, um, who is the creator of the Cyberpunk tabletop game, has a cameo somewhere in the game. And so does Elon Musk's Cybertruck. It will be in there <laughs> playing itself. But not Elon Musk, just his just truck. Just his truck. That his, truck okay. his failed truck. The one that they were like, <laughs> you can't smash its window, and then proceeded to smash the window. That one. I think if it does appear,
1: which obviously it will, I think everyone will have the same idea and see if you can smash the windows.
0: Yeah, and I hope this smash. That'll be my
1: first if thing. If they don't smash, idea. I'll be sad. I'll take. I will turn the game. Yeah. So it's not realistic. <laughs> This game set in 2070. 70. It's not realistic enough for me. because Elon Musk car Does not smash. It's the one thing I wanted. Um. It yeah. This game wasn't my backups, uh, despite the fact that I forgot about it, or at least thought it would be a number one. Um. I'm excited for it. I think the reason why I didn't put it in mine was because, I think this this lists our list kind of show what actually what we're like because I've realised that a lot of the games that I didn't include are games that are new. And we all kind of the opposite. Your reasons were your reasons and I understand that. But I think my, my problem is that I'm a i I'm scared of change. <laughs> I'm scared of new things. So I think that's why. Is because I was like when I really look at the games that I had on my backups and my like men honourable mentions, they're just they're new games. Whereas everything I've got is kind of a apart from the the um tell me why one. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, and I just I think that's why I think it's just my fear of being disappointed by games that's fair. that I don't know. What they're going to be like. So that's my own problem. So I'm sure I'll deal with that in the future. But well, I'm um, glad we've stumbled yeah. across this like
0: <laughs> sad and depressing.
1: It's not sad. I'm it's fine. I'm just saying that I think. You've realised uh, something about um, yourself.
0: And that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I
1: think I'm a, I get a bit worried and about sort of starting new franchises because I don't know what they're going to be like. Um, but I think. Cyberpunk is one that I'm looking forward to and one that I'm excited for. I just don't think that I get... I don't like to hype myself up too much because I don't. it might be shit. It might be like Anthem.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Less said about that. Um, and so that's why I like to wait as well a little while just to hear people talk about it and see what it was like. And if I hear people that I know, opinions that I trust say it's good, I tend to be like, oh, okay, I'll get it. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, Keanu Reeves is in
0: it, so... What's not to like. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Uh, do you have any... Uh, Honourable exactly. mentions. Um. So yeah, good pick. Thanks. Um. The two. Well, actually,
1: the two I was going to mention primarily um, was that, and also the game called Grounded, which is basically Honey I Shrunk the Kids.
0: Amazing. Um, have you heard about it? I actually I read about it today, and it looks very funny. Just it's yes. not. It's a survival game, right? But it looks amazing. <laughs> um. So it's made by the same people that made Outer Worlds,
1: um, which is just a really random sort of segue to go to um because in grounded you're basically a bunch of kids um you're small i'm not sure how you're small i don't think you were shrunked by your dad but um yeah it's like a four-player co-op experience and you're tiny and ants are big and you nice. are in a garden You're trying to get out I don't know too much into it but it looks fun either way
0: and I'm interested in it um, I don't really want to mention any more than that oh, so interesting. that'll be mine alright um, I've got quite a lot that I will quickly run through um, I've got Animal Crossing New Horizons because who doesn't like yes. Animal Crossing because it's the calmest thing on earth until animals want to come and visit your house and Tom comes to break your kneecaps um, and then I've also got um, Doom Eternal I quite liked the remake of Doom it's good fun so this is quite a good one. Um, one called Gods and Monsters, which is coming out by Ubisoft, which looks like a Zelda set in Greek mythology land. Looks great fun. Um, one called Sable, which looks beautiful. It basically looks like you're in a uh, like graphic novel. It just looks insanely well done. I'm very excited for that one. Uh, and then, yeah, I've got Last of Us 2, Little Nightmares 2. Uh, oh, yes. And uh, Final Fantasy. It'll be a good year for games, for sure. Like,
1: there's enough like big things out there as well. That's that's kind of gonna
0: yeah. And there's always surprises as well, like that just pop up through the year. um, That you know haven't announced themselves until the day. Exactly. Like Apex came out of nowhere last year. It was great. Exactly. Yeah, I think
1: this was a different but good episode to lead us into 2020. Hopefully, I'll stop being sick. Um, Yeah. But even if I am, it's fine, because there's lots
0: of games to play. (laughs) You can stay at home in bed and play a game. Yeah. How wonderful. Awesome. All right, well, that's the end of our episode. Um, I'm glad that we got to talk about anticipation. And, um, yeah, you know all of our normal stuff. Please give us stuff on iTunes, because that's an important one. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and we have anything else it's just twitter and instagram
1: right um you can follow us yeah on twitter at game to five save them on instagram go look at our boat adventure story you can follow us on twitch as well we do have a twitch um you can join our discord that we've got going on we've got a youtube channel where all the old episodes get uploaded to um and yeah that's it, really. Oh, we've we've also got that Patreon that started, but it's not fully ready yet. But as I said, if you want to go have a look at it, you can do that. But keep an eye out for that in the future because that will be getting sorted. will be lots of bonus episodes. Um, there'll be Game to Five After Dark where we get record episodes without a script, really drunk. And <laughs> um, we have some special guests on that. Um, and we're going to have other bonus episodes as well where we we'll just chat about random game topics that are interesting. Hmm. Um, and maybe some other things who knows but yeah look forward to that and that's it really I think leave us a review on iTunes is that, it's not even iTunes anymore is it
0: it's Apple Podcasts I'm living in the past it's always going to be iTunes to us it's gonna like when um when clubs change their name and you just never know the new name it's always just whatever it was when you first went there yeah
1: I know I just feel like already
0: old you are old like <laughs> <laughs> follow us on the YouTubes <laughs> The Facebook. We don't have a Facebook. We should get we a, might Facebook. Have a Facebook
1: soon. Yeah, we've been talking about it. So, if this... you want us to get a Facebook, tell this us. This is
0: just us talking about stuff now. This is why we never know how to end a podcast. I'm ending it. That's why No one's here anymore.
1: <laughs> They've, all They've all left. They 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 heard the beginnings of our <laughs> ramblings and they were like, "Fuck this shit. I'm out." It always just descends um, into
0: stupid madness.
1: So, Steph has been Steph. I've been Nikki. I'm gonna go die. Of sickness and and we'll leave it at that <laughs>
0: good night good night